Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. It is Saturday, October 29th. Well, spooky Saturday. I'm your host, John June. And of course, this guy to my left, Greg Penniman, aka G Money. What's good? What's going on, people? I'm chilling, man. You know, uh, good Thursday night game for sure. You know, entertaining, slow first half. Uh, basically, a game of two halves, feels like, but good to see that, you know, Ravens uh, got that that dub. Can't believe, you know, seeing Tom Brady wasn't the first time in 20 years and his career. Same same thing. Like, that, that's how long he's been playing, pretty much. So, three losses in a row, man. Two games on the 500 forever. First time, two. A lot of mind mentioned things going on in this man's life. So uh, maybe, maybe this is the turnaround. Hopefully, yeah. Um, <clears throat> guess we'll just jump right into Thursday night football. Um, you know, like yeah, it didn't look good for the <clears throat> Buck. Uh, I think, I think he, I think they, they said on a broadcast that he's lost. He lost. Uh, I think he had a four-game losing streak in like two thousand in the two thousands, and hasn't has gone three hundred and it was like three hundred and five consecutive games or something like that without losing three straight. Um, yeah, he 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 doesn't look good. Um, that that Bucks offense doesn't look good. Uh, you know, Brady was saying in the post game that it, you know they're they're dealing with a lot of a lot of new pieces, a lot of moving parts, and things like that. But we saw he had a miscommunication with Mike Evans, and he's been playing with Mike Evans for three seasons now, right? So, like, you know, I, I I'm not saying that Brady is Father Time eventually catches up to everybody, and he's not clearly not what he was, you know, just a few years ago. Um, but at the same time, it can't, like there's you know, the offensive line isn't playing well. I feel like the coaching, um, you know, like time management and just, you know, aggressiveness in terms of play calling. I know that's something Todd Bowles has struggled with. So, like, I I don't think it's going to get any better is basically what I'm trying to say. I, I don't think it's going to get better. Uh, I know I was negative coming into the game about Brady and, and how, you know, his prospects for, for, you know, fancy relevance and did have a decent, day actually when you when, but it was all garbage time i mean with i think like four minutes left he had only 264 yards and uh think don't think he had a touchdown at that point but yeah essentially um you know it just wasn't a great night for 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 brady or the bucks offense overall yeah it's just they gotta get some timing right with, with getting those touchdowns like you know uh definitely not like worried about the the receivers because they're they're going down. Evans the guy one over the only two that's gonna get really the ball. Uh so uh for fantasy wise, the, you know, I would still, you know, be confident in, in them. Uh and, and if you know the Bucks defense has been struggling, it seems like you know Brady's gonna have to put up uh a lot of pass attempts, you know, put up 44 last night. Uh <clears throat> that last game where they had a, a pretty big game was when they were getting blown out by Kansas City too, and that I was in comeback mode. So uh seems like you know, they're going to struggle this uh, all season pretty much to be in competitive games. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, definitely the story was that man Isaiah Likely, man. If once Mark Andrews decides to call it a career, or if they decide they wanna uh, move Mark, Mark Andrews, hey, Mark Andrews is still like 25, 26. I can't see them using like in this offense. I can't ever see him. Both of them succeeding in a, in a way, so one of them's got to go, or one of them's got to go. I don't know if that's true, though. Just look at the style of offense that they they've never right had two tight ends thrive in this offense in the Lamar era. They've, they've never had two tight ends this talented. <laughs> I mean, I mean why Hayden Hurst? They did have Hayden Hurst, but Hayden Hurst was, um, you know, uh, he he was used primarily as a as a blocker. But I'm just saying, like, they don't have much receiving threats, right? Like it's Rashad Bateman. Devin Duvernay, like you could put two tight ends on the field, right? We've seen it be successful in other offenses. The the problem is, are both of them going to put up twelve hundred yards? No, but you could have. No, exactly. That's that's driving. (laughs) I mean, you you have you had Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith finish as top twelve tight ends. You've had um, Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski finish as top two tight ends. Like, I don't think it's impossible in this particular offense that thrives off running the football, in which two tight ends would be really beneficial to have on the football field, is all I'm saying. Especially yeah, with Mark to, to block for the runners. <laughs> for the running yes, backs. block for the runners. And then, you, you know, you mix in some play action. But just having them on the field, it's not even just blocking, right? It just depends. How, does, how do teams choose to line up against you? Because if teams choose to put up their big personnel, well, guess what? Now you can spread them out and throw the football. So, I mean, they you see them run Patrick Ricard out on routes all the time, right? Like Isaiah Likely and Mark Andrews, could coexist in this offense. This is hypothetical, but it's it's what who's who's their top receiving threats? Who Mark Andrews? Whoever exactly. the starting tight end is, that's but it. We've, that's but we've it. seen Mark. We've seen Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown coexist. We we've even seen Mark Mark Andrews and and Rashad Bateman coexist. So like we could have two tight. Like I'm not gonna say that two tight ends can't coexist in this offense. Like they totally can. They absolutely can. Yeah, I mean they 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 should try. But, I mean it's been this week eight, and this. Is I mean he's a rookie. Time. He's a rookie. Like he's a rookie. They haven't even had the bye week yet. Like he like they they don't want to put too much up on this plate. But my man had an opportunity. I bet you right now after this game when Mark Andrews comes back healthy, Isaiah likely will not disappear. Like there's no way he's out of the box now. You've opened the box. You can't close it. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. They, they should just play a lot of. I mean, the Ravens are a smart football team. John Harbaugh, smart, smart coach. Like they're they're gonna do this. They're they're gonna figure it out, right? Like I like I have <clears throat> faith in their ability to coach rationally. I do. I mean, the first half I didn't because I don't know what who that Ravens team was passing the ball like that. But the second <laughs> half they came back to who they were, which was running the football. And and they scored a touchdown. It seemed like they were unstoppable in the second half because they literally just did what they always do is just run the football. I don't know if you saw the post game, but Richard Sherman was saying that he's like they they were just trying stuff in the first half. Yeah, I don't know what that was in the first half. <laughs> he was that like, was crazy. He's like, they came out 30 pass attempts in the first half. They was just trying stuff against a Tom Brady-led football team. How many times have you ever seen somebody try something against a Tom Brady-led football team? They were just trying things in the first half because they knew. They were like, oh, well, we're just going to run the football in the second half and win this thing and go home. <laughs> that was wild, I mean, yo. Devin White, the linebacker for Tampa Bay, I've never, I've not watched all his football games, but 
this has got to be one of the worst football games that he's ever played. I mean, my man was getting, uh, I don't know if you were, uh, were seeing during the game, they were highlighting it, but he was getting tackled like five, 10 yards or not tackled blocked five, 10 yards down the field. Um, just completely being erased from the play. And that's why you see all these running lanes for Gus Edwards and uh, Lamar Jackson and company. So um, it's unfortunate we had three Ravens players leave with injuries. That was the only bad on the Ravens side. Uh, we we talked about a little bit about Mark Andrews, alluded to it, um, left with a shoulder injury very early, uh, had um, two catches for, I believe, 43 yards or something like that um, in the first half. And then Rashad Bateman, who re-aggravated his foot injury, he did not score any points. So just a nice donut, which if you started him in Thursday Night Football, that kind of sucks. And I, I did that in, in quite a couple of leagues. So uh, just staring at it sucks. But, um, you know, we'll see the long-term, you know, uh, you know, prognosis on those guys. They, they don't play another football game for, I think, or they play one football game in the next 23 days, I think, that they said, or 20, now 22 days or 21 days. Um, because they have a, they, they played on Thursday night and then they have a game and then they have a bye. So, um, it's gonna be, it's coming at the right time for this Ravens team that, uh, you know, has to get hot now. Um, if they want to make a, a playoff run, especially in that tough AFC. North with the Bengals. Yeah, for sure. And Gus, too, going down, running really well as well. Seems like, uh, yeah, definitely uh, tough for them. Hopefully they can get healthy uh, for sure. Yeah, if the injury for Gus, I believe, was a hamstring that they reported. So, um, you know, definitely when, when you know, you saw the way his, his leg bent kind of, um, you, you know, you might have been concerned that he maybe aggravated the knee injury from last year, but looks like a hamstring injury. So. Um, yeah, well, speaking of injuries, um, there was two two players ruled out from games that we spoke about yesterday um, in the Arizona game. James Conner, he's been ruled out with a with the rib injury, uh, which is kind of interesting because he practiced in limited fashion Wednesday, Thursday, um, and even the week prior before the, their Thursday night game against New Orleans, but he then didn't practice on Friday. Uh, so it's almost as if it was aggravated or it got worse. Um, but he's been ruled out. Daryl Williams looks like will return. Uh, but how do you see this backfield shaking out this week? Do you think we get one more week of, uh, and I, I can't, I got to give, I can't even give the person credit, but uh, because I saw it on Twitter, but we get another week of Eno Grigio here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Benjamin's definitely going to be, uh, I think, the leader for touches on the team. Um, maybe sprinkling on Daryl Williams, but if I'm starting someone, it's going to be, you know, Benjamin uh, expecting, uh, you know, RB2 floor and hopefully, you know, get into this, this end zone and then possibly, you know, a, a good matchup in a, a hopefully high scoring game. <clears throat> yeah, definitely like the matchup here. Um for Eno Benjamin, so you know was that was highly utilized um, in terms of touches. You know, those touches came through last week. Uh, you know they didn't come through the week before, but um, 
definitely looking forward to another week of uh of you know benjamin you know getting the uh the work as as a lead back for arizona uh the other injury that was um you know one that was uh on the fence we were on the fence about potentially yesterday or you know two days ago when we were discussing it was the ezekiel elliott injury um seems like the cowboys are holding him out uh believe they go on by next week as well um, so they will hold him out this week, then get a bye week. So he'll get a couple weeks rest. Um, but this pretty much is the unlocks Tony Pollard for this week. Yeah, definitely unlocks Tony Pollard. Um, we already know this is a good spot for both these running backs, um, like in Chicago. Um, yeah, I mean, anytime we, you know, Tony Pollard is one of those players, he has standalone volume, but he definitely was. A guy, you're 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 here for this moment for when he can make games when he can blow up and have like top five days. So this is a this is definitely a good moment for. It. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, let's break down some of today's games or you know the the rest of uh, the you know the games that we have to discuss today, uh, which is all the four p.m. games and the primetime games, um, and then obviously as we always do, starts the week. And play some get money. So let's start with the four and two Tennessee Titans traveling to Houston and take on the one four and one Houston Texans. Uh, this game has a 40 and a half point total where the Tennessee Titans are one and a half point favorites. Game is played in a dome, so there's no weather weather concerns. Wide receiver Nico Collins, uh, he was questionable at the grind. It seemed doubtful that he would play. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think he's going to play for Houston. Uh, they have a bunch of other guys questionable. On the Tennessee side, Ryan Tannehill, who suffered an ankle injury in the game, returned to the game, um, only missed, I believe, one snap, and has been truly questionable, it seems, all week. And Malik Willis, the third-round pick quarterback from Liberty, could make his first start, uh, assuming Tannehill doesn't play, which is in when you think about the Titans offense, you don't get excited about that. But when you think about the ability of Malik Willis, who is a very good athlete and can run the football, um, that's that's intriguing for fantasy. So if you're playing in a two quarterback league, I would highly suggest. Just picking up Malik Willis um, if you have an extra spot on your bench and, you know, just seeing what potentially happens. In one quarterback leagues, I don't think there's any, you know, rush to go pick him up. Just I think we see, you know, how his game plays out or if it even gets an opportunity. But um, in two quarterback leagues, I think it's it's definitely, you know, worth having on your bench in case Tannehill is ruled out. But uh, Jeffrey Simmons, the, D, the defensive lineman, he was DMP with an ankle. Kyle Phillips, the wide receiver, he was placed on injured reserve with a hamstring injury. And then they have a bunch of other guys questionable. Greg, where are you leaning with this game? I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Titans to cover still and the Titans to win. Um, regardless of who was starting that quarterback, I mean, this offense, this game is, you know, really not many people I'm looking to really must start in this, in this category. Uh, definitely Derrick Henry, though. Uh, you're, you're putting him out there as a top five play at the running back position. Um, 
yeah, it's really tough for to make me make a case for for Robert Woods uh, unless you're like in a, in a super deep league and you're you're pretty desperate. But I think at the wide receiver position, you can always find uh, maybe a Sunday popular play, uh, maybe from an injury or uh, you know maybe in a, in a shootout game to to play for, from because I'm already taking the under. Uh, I, I can't see this game getting getting close to to 35, 40 points. So uh, it's gonna be tough on the Houston side though. Um, Damian Pierce also, uh, you know, the RB1 option. And it's tougher even, uh, you know, the receivers for the Houston side as well. I mean, Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks, I think, have more relevance than Robert Woods. I think both of them are are, are kind of in that wide receiver three category for me. So if you you want to put them out there, is, is that that's, that's pretty good. Uh, and that's pretty much who I'm looking at for sure in this matchup. Yeah, I'm going to take the over here in this game. I'm taking Tennessee to cover, Tennessee to win. Um, for Houston, Damian Pierce, he's he's an RB1. The volume is, is crazy for him right now, uh, what he's seeing in terms of rush attempts and team rush attempts. Uh, Davis Mills, you know, your, your stream of the week, Greg, I, he's, a, he's a quarterback two, um, you know, higher end quarterback two in this matchup against um, Tennessee. Uh, but he may be without Nico Collins, so that's oh, – I mean, he did fine. He lost Nico Collins early in the game week. Um, but, you know, if if him and Cooks can go, um, I see I see them as wide receiver threes. I mean, Cooks is a wide receiver three. He hasn't been great at all. Um, so neither has Robert Woods, but Brandon Cooks, it's like – I, I I'm not can't even come up with a with a very good analogy right now in this moment, but uh, you know, Cooks basically has the bar is not very high <laughs> for Cooks yeah, to be better yeah. than Robert Woods. Uh, he has not again not been good so far this year. Um, you know, just which is odd because we've seen him good regardless of who the quarterback is, or um, you know, he's he's been effective, but he's been the same. Uh, over these last few weeks on the Tennessee side, I, Derrick Henry has like the RB one upside this week. Uh, we saw what Josh Jacobs did against this, this Houston defense last week, um, which is partially why I do have uh, this game hit in the over because uh, you know, yeah, I mean, your stream of the week is in this game in Davis mills and Damon Pierce is a good player um, and he's got a decent matchup. Um, you know, or yeah, it's decent, but his, his the volume should be there. And then Derrick Henry, you know, is is probably he's gonna have one of those games. It's 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 gonna be one of those games for Derrick Henry this week. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm definitely hoping so. Like close to maybe close, getting close to that 200 yard number, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I'm feeling that classic AFC South, just ugly game as well too. <laughs> um. All right, let's move on to the New York. Giants, the six and one New York Giants traveling to Seattle to take on the four and three Seattle Seahawks. This game has a 45 and a half point total. The Seattle Seahawks are three point favorites at home. There's rain forecasted for this game uh, for the New York Giants. Kenny Galladay was a DMP with a knee injury. Evan Neal is questionable uh, with a knee injury. He's week to week. They have a bunch of other guys questionable. Uh, for Seattle, DK Metcalf was a DMP with a knee injury. Um, P. Carroll will not rule him out, though. So, um, you know, 
good old optimistic Pete. Uh, but and you know they have a bunch of other guys questionable for for Seattle. I'm gonna take the under on 45 and a half. I'm gonna take the New York Giants to cover, and I'm gonna take the New York Giants to win this game. Uh, Daniel Jones, he's his legs are gonna always keep him in the conversation for QB one. I mean, he, he towards like the middle of the season. He wasn't running really, but we, we knew he was playing through a high ankle sprain. And last week, he wasn't on the injury report. He came out, ran for 100 yards. Um, DeBrian Dayball said the ankle's not an issue right now t- as well. So I think he's he's got to be treated as a QB1. Uh, Saquon, he's an RB1. Wandale Robinson, uh, the matchup isn't necessarily great. The last three weeks, Seattle's gotten a little bit better as an overall defense, uh, and they've gotten a little bit better against the wide receiver position. So Wandell, for me, is a wide receiver three, but, you know, definitely a high floor with that volume that he should get. And then for Seattle, Kenneth Walker, uh, got to be an RB1. The volume is great, and he's he's been a great running back, period. So I'll continue to roll him out there. Tyler Lockett, a high-end wide receiver two with, without DK Metcalf. Uh, Geno Smith is I will treat him as a QB one from you know for me this week and then Marquise Goodwin, you know had the big game scored two touchdowns last week but uh, he's going to be a wide receiver three for me uh, without Metcalf. Yeah, I'm gonna also take I'm gonna take the under. Uh, I'm gonna take tough, but I'm gonna take the the Giants to cover and the Giants to win as well. Um, on the Giants side, I, I agree. I mean, Dan Jones, uh, yeah, he his roster ship went up uh, crazy this week, as it should. Um, definitely a good, you know, streaming play entering the week. Um, I think he's always going to have his capability to to get into that QB1 territory because, yeah, he's just been really balling out with his legs. Uh, and Saquon Barkley, you know, must start a category as well. You, you're putting him out there, RB1 play. Wado Robinson's definitely come as the receiver you want in this offense. Uh, think you know i would treat him as a wide receiver three wide receiver four category depending on how how the game goes if he's if they're you know going to get some passes up uh and maybe hopefully get a touchdown um daniel bellinger as well as a always a streaming tight end every week daniel bellinger you cannot stream this week at all oh, you're not streaming for the next six weeks because he had eye surgery yeah. they, then I, Wendell I, did not, on. I did not mention i can't believe i didn't mention that yet <clears throat> he's he's out for yeah like, and, yeah uh, so Seattle side, I mean, yeah, Kenneth Walker been an absolute monster uh, last couple of weeks since taking on that starting position. He keep rolling him out there as an RB one as well. Uh, Tyler Lockett putting him out there as a low end wide receiver two category, um, especially with you know DK Metcalf being banged up. Uh, and yeah, I'm not very high on Geno Smith this week. Uh, New York the Giants defense is pretty pretty good. Uh, I think I have him as, you know, more high in QB2 territory. Um, but yeah, it should be, again, I think I'm taking the under. Uh, a tough tough playing game. Hopefully the Giants defense can carry again. Yep. Um, do have a question. Hey, guys, from Jeb Armstrong. Hey, guys, should I trade Tua and Kadarius Tony for James Conner? I personally would aim higher. Uh, James yeah, Conner's injured. Definitely, definitely Don't even know if he has that job. Um, 
Like, I mean, yeah, your, your other quarterback must be like Josh Allen or something like that. Like, or yeah, I mean, you've got to. I don't know. Who, yeah, who do you other, have? Yeah. You're giving up. You're willing to give up two. Well, it's got to be like yeah, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick yeah. Mahomes, or somebody you feel really good about. <clears throat> um. You for, know, yeah, injured, for an injured player, yeah. For a player that's injured that could get injured in any week, that's not an RB one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to get an RB one at least in this. Jalen Hurts is my quarterback. He says the other guys basically yeah. will never start on my team. Got it. Yeah. So I, I honestly, I would probably try to go get Ramondre Stevenson, maybe. Like, yeah, maybe, but uh, maybe Aaron Jones. Um, somebody is, is down on him. Um, I know Greg, you might not, you might not be a fan of this one. Um, but I would say, oh, Jeb says he, he also has, Eno, so this would be locking up that backfield. Um, yeah. so James, James and a receiver back then. Yeah. So. I would Yeah, maybe try to get like another wide receiver. <clears throat> wide receiver or, too. Um, yeah, some something to make this a little bit better because just getting like you could just be getting James Conner and then he could be put on injured reserve tomorrow and then you just basically traded two players for you know a player and then you already had um you know you know Benjamin anyway. Um all right, well yeah, go get another wide receiver or maybe upgrade at tight end um or you know something to that effect. Um Mark Yasko says, Eno Benjamin or Devontae Smith this week. Those are two very good options. If it's PPR, I lean Devontae Smith because he's got crazy upside. Yeah, I'm going I'm going Devontae Smith as well. Uh if yeah. That both those receivers should just have a monster day, hopefully. Um and then Mark Grefford says I'm three and three, half PPR, with JT Swift, Chase, Amon Ross St. Brown, CD, Goddard, and Dak. On the bench, I have Rashad White, AJ Dillon, I'm assuming, uh, George Pickens, Isaiah Pacheco. I have two holes because of Brees and Jamar. You're just bragging now. How, who, do, who do I go after? Um, three and three and a half PPR. Who do you go after? Um, I mean, I guess it would depend on who's a. Available uh, as far as like a, a trader for like you know type um you know waiver wires I'm thinking or I guess the adding at this waiver point. wire additions <clears throat> um yeah I mean at this point you just you kind of just fill your your bench with with players that are have an opportunity to to have like major upside right so you know if a Khalil Herbert is out there you want to make sure that you have him or um, you know, one of these backup running backs that has an opportunity to, 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 you know, land in an land in a spot where they have like league winning upside. So, um, you know, DJ Dallas is somebody that I've been picking up, you know, in leagues because if Kenneth Walker, you know, decides that he doesn't want to play football this week, DJ Dallas probably is the guy that that gets the bulk of that work. Uh, Greg, do you have any any other suggestions? Yeah, I, mean, I agree with that. Maybe if you know Cardarius Tony's available, uh, just so you have a stash, possibly if you're not get it out. Um, but yeah, for definitely for if you're trying to ask someone, not looking for getting a trade, I think um, 
getting some running backs that can come in because I'm sure people added like uh, a Tony Pollard, Khalil Herbert, you know, coming into week and now they can be able to start them uh, mm-hmm. at, at, a, at a high clip. Yeah. Uh, another name that I, I've been saying um, is is Elijah Moore. I think the Brees Hall injury, um, the squeaky will gets the grease narrative, the fact that Corey Davis is is not playing. Uh, I feel like Elijah Moore is, is going to be involved this week. So he, I'm not picking up and starting him, um, but I am picking him up and just kind of seeing what happens. I'm willing to play him in some DFS spots as well. So, um, all right, let's move on to talking about the games. If you have more questions, guys, just throw them in the chat and we'll, you know, we'll do our best to answer them. Uh, next up is the three and four Washington Commanders traveling to Indianapolis to take on the three, three and one Indianapolis Colts. This game has a 40 and a half point total where the Indianapolis Colts are two-and-a-half-point home favorites here. In this, uh, in terms of this game here, uh, this is played in a dome, so no concerns there. Indy, Indianapolis linebacker Shaq Leonard, uh, he was a full participant with a back injury, um, expected to play this week and return to action. Uh, Quiddy Pay, the defensive lineman, he's questionable. Uh, well, actually, he's been ruled out. Um, and then for Washington – Logan Thomas, he's questionable for this game with a calf. Diami Brown, he was limited, uh, you know, with a with a groin injury. And then Jahan Dotson, the rookie wide receiver, he's most likely out of this game with a hamstring. They have a few other guys questionable. Um, Greg, where are you going with this game here? Um, taking the under, I'm just keep keep hammering under unders on his games. Um, taking the commanders cover and the commanders to win um as far as the the game is it, tough because uh, a lot of these players you know got a lot of injuries first of all and also just a, a lot of these players in fantasy haven't been you know living to what they you would expect it to be this year uh you got rumors that you know the commanders are shopping antonio gibson um so that uh probably doesn't help him for they're not going to either either going to show him off or they're just going to hold him and not try to get him injured. Uh, so possibly I would probably stay away from AG. Um, I, you know, Brian Robinson, I think, has low in RB2 value. Uh, for the receivers, it's really tough. Uh, none of them really showed out last week. Uh, you know, John Dawson does have the injury. So uh, you hope Terry McLaurin could have opportunity. But we've been waiting for that big game for all year, pretty much from, from McLaurin. Uh, Curtis Samuel has been just uh, underwhelming, you know, wide receiver three floor. Uh, could maybe possibly get you some uh, the highs he gets you wide receiver two upside, but he's he's mostly like a flex floor. Um, and then on the indie side, we're still waiting for you know after week one, we're still waiting for that blow up game from JT as well. Uh, so it, it's really tough. I mean, I, I kind of always have to like rate JT as a, a low end RB one. Um, RB hopefully you get an RB one upside, but possibly even he's looking like an RB two right now. Uh, and as far as the receivers, I'm willing to start Michael Pittman uh, as a must start. And that's that's really about it. It's it's really tough. These offenses getting injuries to both their quarterbacks. Uh, a lot of the people we thought coming into the year would be great. Haven't been great. So it's going to be rough. Yeah, I <laughs> <clears throat> this game has the makings of one of those just because of the quarterbacks. Like it could be sloppy in terms of. Um, like we might have interceptions. Like Tr- Taylor Heineke had two pick sixes called back last week. Yeah. Um, so I feel like 
those things could still happen. Um, and just the fact that both these quarterbacks are mobile, which means that I feel like they'll probably extend some plays and, and make some plays that, that you know, maybe uh, a Matt Ryan, you know, speaking specifically Sam Ellinger here, Matt Ryan probably couldn't make. Uh, so I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Colts to cover. I'm going to take the Colts to win, uh, mainly because Washington's been, you know, a team that you can run the football on. And JT, I think this has to be a get right spot for him. Uh, you know, last week I had him ranked as a, you know, closer to an RB2. This week it, it is on the borderline of an RB1. Um, you know, I think I think I have him on RB11. Uh, so just right inside there. Uh, he is coming off that ankle injury. So he's, you know, probably getting healthier as the week progress, as the weeks progress. Uh, so I definitely like this spot for him. Michael Pittman Jr. I would treat him as a wide receiver too. You know, wasn't getting any downfield targets from from Matt Ryan. Did that maybe that had something to do with the shoulder injury. So hopefully Sam Ellinger can come in here and 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 put the ball down the field. Ellinger is also interesting in two quarterback leagues. Um ran the ball a bunch at at Texas at the University of Texas and um is running the football, you know. He ran the football a little bit in the preseason and, and should use his legs in this game as well. Not touching this offense, you know, the rest of this offense for now. Um, you know, Alec Pierce, Paris Campbell, those are guys that, you know, like Alec Pierce, I can keep an eye on from my bench. Uh, Paris Campbell, I'll keep an eye on from the waiver wire, um, you know, mainly because Pierce is, you know, he's a rookie, he's talented, uh, and he should, he, his, you know, he should progress <clears throat> better as the year goes on. Uh, Terry, for me, the matchup's not great. Uh, Stephon Gilmore has been really good this year um, against wide receivers, and the Colts in general have been good against wide receivers. So Terry McLaurin, uh, I know um, I know Taylor Heineke means, you know, he targeted him a decent amount last week and um, should continue to target him. So I think – that alone should give you hope. We know the talent Terry is, so maybe you treat him as like a wide receiver three. Um, you know, he was in a tough matchup last week too when you think about it. But, uh, again, hopefully he was more involved, so hopefully that continues. And then Curtis Samuel, I agree with what you're saying. He hasn't been super productive. Uh, still has a high target share. Uh, the 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 low the low dot targets, though, he's got a 5.1 average depth of target on the season. Uh, so he's basically, you know, taking over like J.D. McKissick's role when you think about it. Um, I I would play um, both the Washington running backs. I think they're both RB3s. Uh, Brian Robinson had more volume last week, but he's touchdown dependent. Like if he doesn't get a touchdown because he, all he's getting is those carries and, you know, got two targets last week, um, but he, he really needs that touchdown to, to really make his day. Um, Antonio Gibson – didn't have you know as much volume. I I know the trade rumors came out, but I think uh, Ron Rivera came out and said that he's absolutely not getting traded. So um, I, I think that's just they're going to operate as normal this week with Gibson. And he was efficient and he was he was good uh, on, and on the opportunities that he had. So yeah, that's uh, all I got for this game. Yeah. Uh, Mark Grefford is saying, sorry, if I wasn't clear, I was, at, I was wondering about trades I could make. So a trade trades you could make. I mean, all your guys are guys that I would have traded, tried to trade for like Jonathan Taylor. I would be trying to trade for right now. Deandre Swift. I would have been trying to trade for, <clears throat> um, 
you have Goddard, so you're, you're set set at tight end. Um, maybe no CD Lamb. I think you know he was had a was having a good season thus far. Um, you know, and, and Dak is going to get healthier. So yeah, I mean, maybe you want to trade Richard to the Fournette manager for a piece there. Um. Try to get uh, maybe I'll try to trade Isaiah Pacheco. Maybe I, that's yeah. the one because you're sell you could uh, well, I don't know, it might be low because he yeah, didn't have a great game last back. year. Yeah, uh, the value you could get back from your left for no owner, if anything, or so, or uh, the Aaron Jones owner. But I kind of uh, want, I want, I want Rashad White on my team because. You know, Fournette has never played a full season in the NFL. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So you're either, you're just waiting though for that yeah. and that possible injury. He's three and three. He's trying to probably get some wins. Sorry, he says he's oh. three and four. Three and four. Yeah, you're trying to get some wins. You're trying to put some people in the starting lineup instead of waiting for that opportunity when Fournette possibly could get hurt or not, and then you're just like sitting there with Rashad White on your bench. Um. Um. So, like, you know, you could trade for, like, a Ramondre. Trade for, I don't know. Even, I mean, possibly you could try to buy low on DJ Moore right now. Even. Yeah. I, you you have low. to do it before tomorrow. Yeah. Um. Maybe, maybe, maybe you package, like, Rashad White and George Pickens, and you go get, like, a Chris Olave. Um, AJ Dillon and George Pickens uh, trying to get into like Alave would be somebody that would really be trying to get, um, but it might be too late. Gabe Davis is another name that maybe you could try to buy. Um, and he, you know, just adding to the winning argument, he has a lot of volatility, um, you know, almost like Mike Williams type where he, he, he might have like a, a single digit day, but he's also capable of putting up like a 30 point day. So, um, and and those win win you weeks, and, and you're kind of missing that without Jamar Chase. So maybe I would go try to get like a Gabe Davis or, um, you know, or Chris Olave, you know, or somebody to that effect. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to this next game here. The three and four San Francisco 49ers traveling to LA to take on the three and three LA Rams. This game has a 42 and a half point total where the Los Angeles Rams are one and a half point road dogs. Um, in terms of the weather, the weather is okay in this game. Um, in terms of injuries, Daryl Henderson, the running back was removed from the injury report. Uh, he was dealing with an illness. Um, the wide receiver Brandon Powell, he was limited um, in practice with an ankle. Kyron Williams, the running back, the rookie, was designated to return from injured reserve. And um, Cam Akers has been ruled out of this game, naturally, um, as we as we expected. And... In terms of the Niners, Debo Samuel dealing with a hamstring all week. He's been ruled out of this game. Uh, Samson Ebicom, he's a limit. He's limited with an ankle or an Achilles, rather. 
Jawan Jennings, DMP with the hamstring, Jason Verrett, the corner, limited with uh, limited participant in practice, uh, but he's questionable. I think he's returned from from an injury, actually. Eric Armstead, he's questionable with the foot. Dre Greenlaw, questionable with the calf. And then Kyle Juszczyk is doubtful with a broken finger. That kind of sucks there for the 49ers. Um, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the Niners to cover. I'm going to take the Niners to win. Um, Cooper Cup, wide receiver one. Uh, Daryl Henderson, an RB two or three for me. Uh, Tyler Higby, a tight end one, and I, I, mm, I think you could play Allen Robinson in a pinch, like in a pinch, you could play him. Uh, Seattle or San Francisco allows the six most six most fancy points to wide receivers over the last three weeks. Allen Robinson had the you know the the good game before the bye week, you know bye week's an opportunity for him to get more involved, also an opportunity for maybe Stafford to get a little bit healthier. Uh, so I, I think you could play him in a pinch. And then for San Francisco, CMC is a, an RB2. Brandon Ayuk is a wide receiver. Th- I'm, I'm saying he's a wide I think he's a wide receiver, too, actually, without Debo Samuel, uh, who is actually the Ram killer. So maybe there is, uh, you know, that leads some credence to, to the, the Rams potentially pulling this one out. But uh, Kittle, he's in a tough matchup. The Rams are the 32nd. They allowed 32nd most fantasy points to the um, tight end position over these last three weeks. So, um, oh, did I not even get my picks? You did. I did get my picks. Okay. Um, and then uh, Kittle is, yeah, yeah. they allow the 32nd most fantasy points to the tight end position, but, you know, Kittle's been solid. Uh, you know, coming back from that injury, he's he's had a much better two weeks, so I think you got to continue to roll him out there, especially without Debo Samuel. Um, yeah, CMC. Yeah, hopefully this is definitely the game. Um, I'm taking, I'm gonna take the over. Uh, I'm gonna take San Fran to cover and San Fran to win. Um, yeah, on the San Fran side, I'm with you. CMC. This is you know why they traded for him. Now, now we're second week. Hopefully they they got the playbook down. They got everything right. So uh, I'm putting CMC out there. Uh, as you know, you would expect Steven C to be. I'm hoping that he can, you know, has that RB one upside in this one, and it shows out. So you're starting him. Um, Brandon Ayuk, I'm playing out there as a wide receiver too. Um, and George Kittle, you're playing him as you know, a tight end. He's a must start every week, uh, even even in the the tough matchup. But this is why I drafted George Kittle so highly. Um, on the Rams side, uh, Daryl Henderson has some low end RB two vibe for me. Uh, Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup must start always every week. I can't really touch anyone else, especially, yeah, I'm not. Van Jefferson's back too, so that doesn't even help Allen Robinson. It's time. Like, if anything, James, Van Jefferson got to get maybe some. Uh, that could be a pop possible stash for me. I mean, yeah, he could. You could stash him, but uh, yeah. you can't play him. No, no, no. <laughs> no. But like, I'm. You can't I wouldn't play be surprised him if he has a better Robinson. output than Allen Robinson in this game. Like, we right want to take. Take that bet. <laughs> sure, it'd be okay. five, five to six points. Five, six <laughs> points for Van. Five for Allen Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um. Where where is okay? This next game. Oh wait, we got a question. CFC is asking, "Yo, do I drop Elijah Mitchell for Michael Thomas?" 
Oh, I, I would have dropped the logic the moment that CMC trade <laughs> happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah uh, I would, I would, I would pick up Michael Thomas for sure. Yeah, and drop Elijah yeah. Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, duh, duh. okay. This next game here, Sunday night football, eight twenty p.m. We've got the. Three and four Green Bay Packers traveling to Buffalo to take on the five and one Buffalo Bills. This game has a 47 and a half point total where the Buffalo Bills are corner Fandle Sportsbook from a line that I took a few days ago. Ten and a half point home favorites. Potential rain in this game. Uh Tredavious White, the cornerback who missed um, you know, start of the season. Uh he's out of this game, but the fact that he's on the injury report being reported as out um, means that he's making it closer to, to being back in the lineup uh, for green Bay, Tipa Galay, the linebacker, he's placed on injured reserve uh, Rashawn Gary, the linebacker edge player pass rusher for the green Bay Packers was limited with a concussion. Christian Watson is limited uh, with a hamstring. Alan Lazard, I believe he was listed as out, but he said earlier in the <clears> week <throat> that he didn't think he was going to be able to go. And he was listed as doubtful. Uh, Sammy Watkins, he's limited participant with a hamstring Aaron Rodgers questionable with the thumb bunch of other guys questionable Aaron Rodgers also called out some teammates uh, didn't call them out by name but said if you keep making mistakes you're gonna have to lose some reps and lose some playing time to who um, to who <laughs> to who to who? <laughs> who who else are you putting out there like this is the situation they put themselves in they have no depth like who are they losing reps to <laughs> if, I'm on the, if I'm on the Packers, I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, I'm just gonna go out there. Still do <laughs> I hate the NFL. Says I think the Packers upset the Bills and win 28-17. That'd be a nice some chunk of change. I mean, it would. Uh, if I was a gambling man, which I am, I I probably wouldn't. Do, I mean, I, you know, five dollars, something like that. It would, you know, but. <laughs> I can't. I can't see it, yo. I really can't. <laughs> oh, yeah. I. I yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um. Anyway, uh, Greg, where are you at with this game? Yeah, I'm taking the over. I'm gonna take the under. Actually, I'm gonna take ten and a half. I think the pack. Yeah, it's tough. I think actually the Bills cover. I'm not gonna lie. And the Bills win. This matchup is just not the one. Uh, you know how I feel about yeah, Rodgers when he's in a bad matchup when a D line or a defense can really dominate him. Uh, he's less mobile, doesn't have any receivers. This could be very ugly. Um, and I think this is one of those ugly matchups. Uh on the Green Bay side, I'm only willing to really start Aaron Jones. Uh if Adams are can go, I'm willing to throw him out there. But if he can't, uh it's really even tough to make the argument for Romeo Dobbs. Um, so, may, I mean, I, maybe my thumb out there is a, is a dart throw, uh, wide receiver four, wide receiver three, maybe in deep leagues, but that's about it. Uh, it's going to be hard for Aaron Rodgers to find time to get the ball out. On the Buffalo side, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Devin Singletary, uh, you're, you're throwing them all out there. Um, and Gabe Davis, for sure. Yeah, he, he should be, he's trending up. Um, Hopefully, you know, you get more more boom than bust, but uh I think you can you can play my here in the Sunday night, uh possibly a game where the Bills are gonna put up a lot of points. So 
uh, I'm, I'm willing to play Gabe Davis, sure. Yeah, I'm going to take the over, taking Buffalo to cover and Buffalo to win. Ten and a half is, should be easy for Buffalo, right? They're at home. They're coming yeah. off a bye. Green Bay has not been good. No, they're so, not. They're not a good team. No. They're not. I mean, what is this? Three. They've lost three straight now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just has not been good. I mean, for Buffalo, Josh Allen, uh, he's a top two quarterback option this week. Um, Stefan Diggs, a wide receiver one. Gabe Davis, I have him as a high end wide receiver two. I, you know, he was dealing with the, the high ankle sprain as well. Um, and, you know, has been healthier and is now coming off the bye week. So he should be healthy. Good to go. Uh, Devin Singletary. This is a great matchup for him. Green Bay allows the fourth most fantasy points to the running back position over the last three weeks. I just really need the Bills to give him the football. It's one of the scariest things because Devin Singletary's like, I really want to make him my start of the week, but it's like, are you going to get that work? though right like so yeah. uh, for green bay aaron jones is an rb2 period yeah. and, and if even if it's a blowout then they might just hold devin singletary not, and maybe put some james cook in there you know sprinkle yeah. some other action in there yeah so. yeah it makes it really tough but the matchup is great his volume has been good um it's just inconsistent volume and it's like opposite of the game script you would anticipate. So uh, let's move on to this last game that we are going to cover. Monday Night Football, 8.15 p.m. We've got the 4-3 and three Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Cleveland to take on the 2-4 and four Cleveland Browns. This game has a 47-point total where the Cincinnati Bengals are 3-point favorites on the road there's rain in this game uh potential rain in this game jamar chase the wide receiver was placed on injured reserve uh, so he he will be out of this game uh, and out for the next four to six weeks hayden hurst at tight end he was limited with a groin and an ankle trey hendrickson the defensive end is day-to-day with a neck injury Wide receiver Stanley Morgan, DMP with a hamstring. For Cleveland, wide receiver David Bell limited with an ankle. A cornerback downs award questionable with a concussion. Tight end David Njoku was listed as out with an ankle. And uh, they've got a bunch of other guys questionable. In terms of this game here, I will take the over. I'm going to take Cincinnati to cover, Cincinnati to win. Actually, I'm going to flip this to the under. No Jamar Chase, so under, under 47. Um, for Cincinnati, Joe Mixon and RB one, um, Joe Burrow, he's definitely a quarterback one. Like we talked about yesterday, the upside's probably capped a little bit. Um, but Tyler Boyd is going to fill in, uh, see more targets. I think he's a wide receiver one as is T Higgins. He's going to be a dominant wide receiver one. Um, you know, might not even get to have to match up with Denzel Ward here potentially, uh, so definitely good for him. Hayden Hurst, he's a tight end one uh, for the Cleveland. For Cleveland, Nick Chubb, I think he's you know an RB two for me this week. Cincinnati, the, you know they're thirty. They allow the thirty first most fantasy points 
to the running back over the last three weeks or their last three games rather. And then Donovan Peoples Jones and Amari Cooper are both listed, you know, both in line for wide receiver two uh, production for me this week. Harrison Bryant, uh, one of my favorite tight end prospects from that tight end class a few years ago, uh, may fill in for David Njoku uh, as a, you know, who, who well, Njoku's listed as out. So he could be tight end one option here. Cincinnati allows the 12th most fantasy points to the tight end position over their last three games. Yeah, I think I'm going to still take the over. Uh, I'm going to take Cincy to cover, though, and Cincy to win. Um, on the Cincy side, Joe Burrow has been, you know, probably the hottest quarterback in fantasy right now, so you, you got to keep playing him as such as a QB1. Um, Joe Mixon, RB1, uh, no Jamar Chase. Uh, so I think, you know, those two receivers, T against the Taliban, will we'll fill in nicely. Uh, we'll see the, the, the deep down – uh, crowding targets, but T Higgins is definitely capable of getting that, as we were discussing. Uh, so I, I'm playing them with, with, with confidence. I agree with you both wide receiver ones, wide receiver one upside. Uh, on the Cleveland, oh, and Hayden Hurst, always, you know, always a, a great low end tight end one option. Cleveland side, Amari Cooper, I'm playing him with confidence. Uh, Nick Chubb, always playing him with confidence. Rumors that also there might be, you know, Cleveland shopping Kareem Hunt. Uh, looking to try to get that trade going. Um, but he's been underwhelming this year as well, so he's more of an RB3 for me uh, in this game, Nick Chubb being RB1. Uh, and, yeah, I'm with you on Harrison Bryant. I think he uh, steps in nicely. He's always been even – or he was part of the reason, you know, why, you know, Arsa Hooper can never really uh, thrive in – because, you know, thrive in uh, as fully as uh, true tight end one in Cleveland because Harrison Bryant was, was pretty good as well, eating up targets, so. I like Harrison Bryant as a, a tight end one. Yeah, definitely. I remember, yeah, Njoku was hurt during that time. Harrison Bryant was one as a tight end two. But, like, you look at the fantasy production and you're like, why am I not playing Harrison Bryant? Um, all right, it's time, man. Let's get into the starts of the week. Greg, your quarterback start of the week, my brother. Let's hear it. <clears throat> yes, sir. Going to my guy, Tua Tagovailoa. Going against Detroit, you know, I love – I got to get at least one guy against Detroit uh, every week for start of the week. Um, you know, Tua coming back, you know, more healthier. Uh, you got his weapons, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. I think, you know, he's going to come back to what he was putting up in early in the season, which is monster numbers, uh, getting close to 300 yards. You know, hopefully we can get that in multiple touchdown day. Uh, so I, I like this prospect. I think he gets, gets back on, on the groove against Detroit. Yeah, I like this one. Um, I I went with Tua last week. Um, didn't have the huge game, but I, I think his second game back from the concussion uh, mm -hmm. definitely should have a big one here. My quarterback start of the week, I kind of talked about it all week, alluded to it. Uh, Greg said don't do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Derek Carr versus New Orleans. Third most fantasy points uh, allowed to the position over the last three weeks. Derek Carr is in a really good spot. He's played efficiently these last few weeks as well. Over his last three starts, he's completing 67% of his passes, um, you know, his of his pass attempts for three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, but he might get Darren Waller back this week just in time to face <clears> off against, <throat> again, in New Orleans defense that has struggled against the quarterback position over their last three games. They've given up at least 17 fantasy points to the position during that time span. I like this spot here for Carr in a game that should have a little back and forth to it. 
yeah, I mean, the matchup is perfect for him. He's, you know, just close. Got to, got to close. Got to, got to get it done. That's all I say. We already said too much. We got to go. Keep going. <laughs> Greg, you're running back start of the week <clears> this week. Um, got to go with, especially with the news, with Zeke being out, got to go with Tony Pollard. Uh, this is a smash spot for him as far as the matchup. It was already a good matchup coming in. Uh, over the last two weeks, even with Zeke being there, he's gotten over double-digit carries in both weeks, 11 and 12. Still running at a very good clip, ran for 6.9 yards per carry last week. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a good spot for him uh, for for this offense as well. To hopefully, they can get back to that high-scoring offense we've seen over the last couple of years, and that starts with Tony Pollard. I like that. I like that one for sure. My running back start of the week is going to be Travis Etienne. Uh, we saw him get the full workload last week. The results were fantastic. And now he gets a Denver defense that's been struggling against the running back position over the, uh, the you know, their last, well, you know, they allow the ninth most fantasy points to the running back position over the last three weeks. And that actually, you know, going into last week, it was fourth. And we saw Brees Hall rip off a 60-yard run. Uh, ETN is capable of doing that as well. Over his last three games, ETN is averaging almost eight yards per rush attempt on an average of 11 rush attempts per game. And that number should continue to rise after seeing a season-high 14 rush attempts last week to go along with four targets per game during that span. Actually saw five targets last week, only caught one of them. So 19 opportunities in his first game as a lead back, um, you know, in, in a game which which there was some negative game script. I'm expecting ETN to 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 really get it done here this week. Yeah, definitely got to continue to unleash that man for sure. Your breakout running back from a year ago, but we yes, never sir. saw it to fruition because he had the list Frank injury in preseason. Yep, yep. Greg, your wide receiver started the week this week. Uh, yeah, I gotta get some. AJ Brown action in here, man. First of all, this man hasn't had more than five receptions since week one, man. We we gotta see that third that third, you know, 10 for 155 that we saw in week one against Detroit. He's got an excellent matchup against Pittsburgh. Uh they've been horrible against receivers this year, uh, which also is bodes well for Devontae Smith, who I think is a strong play this week as well. But I think they want to establish back uh who who you know who the, the alpha dog in, in this offense is. Uh AJ Brown, um, I think he gets one of those those monster games uh in, in this matchup. Don't you hear? Didn't you hear, man? They got no Robins on this team. It's all Batman's. Yeah, man. Oh, so, it's all Batman. After the bye week, I'm hoping he, he he comes out as back from as Batman. Yeah. Swole Batman. Swole Batman. Swole Batman. Um, my wide receiver start of the week this week is going to be the talented rookie out of New Orleans, Chris Alave, going up against Las Vegas. Since week five, Alave is the wide receiver 14. In PPR points per game, he's absolutely been balling over his last three games. He's seeing nine targets per game, averaging 75 receiving yards, and he scored two touchdowns. Now he's getting a Las Vegas defense that allows the seventh most PPR points to the position. May still be without Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas this week. Actually, they're both ruled out already. So um, love is upside and expecting a top 12 finish from him this week. Yeah, I mean, he's been a, a beast. Whoever, even if all the team is healthy, uh, you're hoping that you know he just continues his successful work year. Greg, your tight end start of the week this week. Uh, we mentioned you know, a couple weeks ago to to 
if he was dropped, get this man back on your roster. Got to go with Dalton Schultz uh, going against Chicago in, in that same matchup. Uh, I think they established a run and get Dalton Schultz uh, back involved. You know, had five targets last week. Uh, I think they just continue to rev him up uh, for a, a smash five matchup here. Uh, we know that Dak loves though to the tight end position and specifically Dalton Schultz um, and the Bears aren't good against tight ends. Uh, I think this is a, a good spot for this entire offense and it starts with, you know, both Tony Pollard and Dalton Schultz. Yeah, definitely like that one. Um, you know, we were saying if he was dropped, go get him. Uh, I remember saying if he was some avail- like someone on your someone in your league probably was fed up with him, so to go buy him uh, with Dak coming back. So, uh, yeah, I, I like this one a lot. My tight end start of the week, um, going with Irv Smith Jr. Uh, Irv has pretty much been a floor play this year, but he's got a great matchup here against an Arizona defense that's the that allows the third most PPR points uh, to the to the tight end position over the last three games. And again, he's he's been solid, but I think this week he's going to have some top six upside based on the matchup here. Yeah, along with Zach Ertz, who's also in the same game, has a smash spot as well. So both those correct. Yeah, Zach Ertz could legitimately finish as the tight end one this week. Yeah, yeah, and of yeah. course, because I'm playing him in one of my uh, most important leagues. So typically how it goes. Uh, Greg, it's time. Sir, Let's play our favorite game. Some get money. Uh, and for those who don't know, get money is a head to head FanDuel contest between Greg and myself. Snake style draft. Once a player is selected, they are removed from the player pool. Greg gets to the first pick in odd weeks, I get the first pick in even weeks. It is week eight. It is an even week. I am four and three. Greg is three and four. Who am I going to take with this first pick? And, uh, oof. do I want to do this to you? Mm, no, you can have them. You can have them. Uh, I'm going to take Derrick Henry. Uh, my my first running back. <clears throat> He's ten thousand dollars. Oh man. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and just lock in Tony Pollard now. Sixty-three uh, I put him in my, I'm putting him in my flex though. I don't know why. I just have him there as far as the lineup. So, yeah, I'm sliding him in there. So, did you realize what I I was saying? I was like, you can have him. Was that Tony Pollard? It was Tony Pollard. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, my <clears throat> well, I also put Derrick Henry in my flex. Um. Whoa, my iPad just like shut off. Uh, <laughs> my uh, my RB two is gonna be um, Josh Jacobs. Love that, definitely for sure. Uh, I'm gonna take at my wide receiver one. Give me Tyreek Hill, eighty seven hundred going against Detroit. 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to take as my wide receiver one, Chris Olave, my wide receiver start of the week. Like it. Uh, I'm going to take as my wide receiver two, give me Devontae Smith, 6,900. Couldn't afford A.J. Brown, so that's I put Devontae Smith in there. Just good to play. Ah, you scared me. You scared me for a second. I'm just going to take my wide receiver two right now. Is DJ Moore. Um, 6,200. Tough. That's tough. <laughs> That's real tough. Was he in your lineup? Yeah. Yeah, for oh. sure. Definitely in my lineup. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to take Alvin Kamara as my RB1, 7,800. Slide him in there versus the Vegas Raiders. Uh, as my... Third wide receiver, I'm going to go with George Pickens, 5,500. Uh, as my... Let's see. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to take at my RB1, Ramondre Stevenson. 8,000 going against the Jets. I like that one. I like it because I don't, I'm hoping that my Jets do me a favor. And um, <laughs> my tight end, I'm going to go with Irv Smith, my tight end start of the week. He's 5,000. Like that price a lot. Hmm. Word. Uh, at my third wide receiver, I'm going to take Brandon Ayuk, 6,700. Going against going against the Rams. For my last running back, <clears throat> um, well, because Derrick Henry's in my flex and Josh Jacobs is my first running back. My second running back is going to be Raheem Mostert. 6,800 going up against Detroit. Mm. Uh, my quarterback, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go 7,200, go pretty cheap. Give me, give me Dak Prescott, 7,200, because it's all I really go for right now. You said pretty cheap, and pretty then cheap. I haven't read my quarterback yet. My quarterback, I'm going Sam Ellinger, six thousand dollars. Oh man, that's tough. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the Houston Titans defense at thirty-three hundred as well. The Houston Titans defense, you just said. Yeah, Houston Texans defense going against the Tennessee Titans. Love it. Oh, man. I'm going to go the Philadelphia Eagles going up against Pittsburgh at 4,600. Then I'm a tight end. I'm going to take Dalton Schultz, tight end start of the week at 5,100. All right. Well, I will read off my lineup uh, at quarterback. I have Sam Ellinger <laughs> going up against Washington. I'm going naked Sam <laughs> Ellinger. No, no stacks, no nothing. Just nothing. Give me his, give me his points. Um, uh, running back, 
my first running back slot, I got Josh Jacobs, 9,000 going up against New Orleans. RB2, I got Raheem Mostert, 6,800 going up against Detroit. At wide receiver, uh, I've got Chris Olave, my wide receiver start of the week, 6,900 going up against Las Vegas Raiders. Wide receiver two, I've got DJ Moore, 6,200 going up against Atlanta. At wide receiver three, I got George Pickens, 5,500 going up against Philadelphia. At tight end, I've got Irv Smith Jr., 5,000 going up against Arizona. In my flex, I've got Derrick Henry, 10,000 going up against Houston. And at my defense, I've got the Philadelphia Eagles going up uh, going up against Pittsburgh at 4,600. Yeah, I'm going to take – I got Dak Prescott, uh, quarterback, 7,200. Ramadre Stevenson at 8,000 in my RB1 spot. Alvin Kamara, 7,800 at uh, my RB2. Brandon Ayuk, 6,700 going against the Rams. Tyreek Hill at 8,700. Devontae Smith, wide receiver three at 6,900. Dalton Schultz at my tight end, 5,100. Tony Pollard, 6,300. Flex and Houston Texans defense, 3,300. Going against Tennessee. Yep, I uh, like that one. Um, we'll see if, if Greg can even it up this week, get it to four and four, or if I can uh, get out to a, a, a two game lead here. We'll see what happens. Um, Greg, anything you want to say? Both, you know, New York just keeps riding. Uh, the true New York team, the Buffalo Bills, and then and the New York Jets and the New York Giants. So there you go. <laughs> they basically play in Canada. You know, it's not really. Uh, you know, they're closer hey, to Canada than New, New, York. New York City. They get in a whole new stadium in New York. Like, oh, man. Hey, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, anyways, everybody, hope you enjoy a wonderful football weekend. I uh, hope you, you know, you are able to enjoy the games. Uh, like I said, I'll be in MetLife this Sunday, uh, aka MetLife uh, in, New Jersey. <laughs> in, in, in New Jersey. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, enjoy the football, uh, spend time with family, uh, spend time with your loved ones, and. Um, yeah, good luck in your fantasy matchups. Hopefully, you know, get closer to to being one to know every week and uh, closer to that championship. All we gotta do is get to the playoffs and anything can happen. Uh, have a good one, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for spending this Saturday morning with us. Very much appreciate Have a good one. We're out of here. Peace. Yeah.